Eat your heart out, Zack Snyder. This is how you make a four-hour movie. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Lace Part 2. Welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We're an 80s movie podcast, and every other week, or in this case, every week, we watch a movie from the 80s, or in this case, the second part of a movie from the 80s, and then we talk about that movie. I'm one of your two hosts. My name is Doug McCambridge, and with me, just having flashbacks constantly to her life. The time she gave up a baby mm-hmm. to the fact that that baby didn't die, contrary to what Angela Lansbury wants everybody but to think. didn't live an easy life, let's be honest. No, no. I mean, you know. The, her early childhood seemed to be pretty ideal, actually. She was raised by like what seemed like a little farm family. Yes. They loved yeah, the, her. The, the time of her life that she would forget by the time she's age 30 yes. seemed great. Yes. Everything after that? questionable too horrible yeah and again i didn't get enough flashback into that i didn't either it was and and you had the benefit of having watched the second part of this but in you know doing editing and everything i i realized that the one thing i said i wanted out of part two i wanted more of phoebe cates's backstory and i kind of didn't get that out of part two like i said you get early early. childhood you know yes which was a good but you you get had to get filled in a little more on the ladies right and what these three potential mothers but like we had said when we were podcasting just for the patrons Mm. uh kind of glossed over nazi death camps like just kind of was just like oh yeah yeah also, I was in a horrible internment camp for 10 years. <laughs> Whoop, no gauzy flashback of no, that. Nobody needs to see that. Oh, my God. But if you are, let's say you're just, what a weird first episode for anybody to be joining us. Oh, yeah. But if, okay, if you are starting to listen to our podcast today for some reason, mm. you might want to start with the past episode, the prior episode, because we're covering the same movie. It's right. a 1984 TV miniseries called Lace, and we talked about the first two and a half hours of this. Yeah, it's a long one. In our last episode. And now we're going to cover the last hour and a half, a breezy hour and a half, the length of a normal movie. (laughs) And it wraps us up, of course, as a part two does. It takes Lace and ties it in a lacy little knot for us. Can I tell you that I was a little bit afraid near the end of this that we were not going to get the solid conclusion that I was hoping for or that I'd expected like when they left the room and it was just her alone there was a part of me that was like what a gutsy move to just be like this is how it ends you know what audience fuck you (laughs) you went along on this ride for three hours and 50 minutes Uh uh you're not finding out a damn thing you still gotta take a guess you still gotta just rewatch this a dozen extra times to see and even after mm-hmm. the one lady 
we will reveal at some point walks up the steps and you just see the shoes oh, walk yeah. up the Clicking steps. Up. I I kind of thought it was going to be a thing where Phoebe Cates even opened the door, smile, credits. Like I even thought then they weren't going to give it away. So you were really on the edge of your seat with this as far as like what are you going to And I get not to give too much away. <laughs> Was I a little bit choked up at the end of this? Yes, yes I was. I really was. <laughs> Sitting alone in my living room at like three in the afternoon watching this. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love this so much. When I when they embraced, there was a little just a just a little bit where I was like, oh my God, okay. All right. <laughs> I need to take notes about this, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You felt it deep. I, I invested a lot. You invested a lot. Anyone who watched this it's invested a lot. It's a lot of time that you're taking. And um, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm kind of like an emotional roller coaster that you're taking on, right? And, as, and in part two, like you said, you may not get enough backstory of, of little baby, of little Phoebe, but mm-hmm. the, the tales that are weaved and told, ooh, royalty and... The thing I really wasn't crazy about mm-hmm. is that the prince thing kept coming up over and over and over again. Like these other two ladies kind of moved on with their lives and did different things. And I think I said in part one, the prince was the most interesting of the men. So oh, I yeah. guess it makes sense. But it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, we're spending a lot of time with Pagan here. And spoiler alert, even in my head, I was like, Pagan's not her mom. Why are we spending so much time with this woman? And also, Jamie, I think we should just lay it out right now. Were you surprised as to who her mom was? Because I was not in the least oh, surprised. Oh, I was, um, yes and no. I think that I still, okay. like, you weren't sure if they were going to tell you who it really was. Right, yes. I wasn't sure if they were going to keep it, like... I just, it was like a choose your own adventure, right? This was who I thought it probably was, but then I was like, but Michelle, if this is a choose your own adventure book, please (laughs) send it to both Jamie and me. (laughs) I'll end up dying every chance I make. And I'll be like, I don't, this book's so frustrating. (laughs) Great, a space vampire ate me. Oh, again. (laughs) Those were the best, by the way. They were so awesome. (laughs) No, but I, I, I had a feeling that, that, who it was going to be. We won't say who it ends up being. We don't want to give anything away. Then I was like, but maybe, maybe they are going to be so shocking and reveal it at someone else. So in the way you thought they were just going to do a non-reveal, I thought they were going to switch up with. And so, and you know what? Here's the other thing. I was just along for the ride. I was open to all of it and any of it. And I just, I wasn't going to try to pre-guess any of it. Be, just because I was not surprised didn't make the journey any mm, less enjoyable. Okay. Fair <laughs> like, enough. That's the Fair thing. Enough. I was like, maybe it's Angela Lansbury's kid in the end. I don't really know. <laughs> the baby is dead. <laughs> I killed the baby. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you get to walk yeah. us through this. And I don't know how your notes begin, but I hope your notes begin with the opening credits. No, oh, yeah, with all the New York City Christmas. That's great. But the fact that 
all of our leading actresses who we've met at this point, their portraits are framed in lace. Oh, yes. (laughs) Over the New York City backdrop is amazing. And our wonderful patron who suggested this pointed out that Judy, who you were trying to think of last time because she's the mom in... um, My so-called life. Our patron pointed out that she was also, her name's Bess Armstrong, she was also in Jaws 3D. She was the, I think she was um, Dennis Quaid's uh, love interest oh, in that yes, movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I kind of forgot wow. <laughs> all about the movie. Again, she sort I know, I did too. What, until you said Dennis Quaid, I was like, oh, yeah, we did, yeah. I looked it up after that and I went, Leah Thompson was in that? <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember anything about Jaws 3D. <laughs> And that wasn't even all that long ago. No. I remember more about that horrible Parasite movie that was in 3D to me more (laughs) than I do Jaws 3D. You never know what's going to leave an impact, right, out of all these. Yeah, some things hang on. I don't know why. But (laughs) I love how they pick up at the very, just, it's just seamless. Oh, where we, they even repeat the line. Oh, yeah, they give you that titular titular line. line. Yeah, well. The titular <laughs> line, lace, 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 lace. Which one of you bitches is my mother? How do you not allow it to open with that as it ended with that? It's just a little, like, reminder to say, like, remember how awesome this left you? Well, we're going to start it off just as awesomely. And it's, But it's also such a shame thinking about the time that this came out, how in 1984, if you were to just stumble on this and be like, you know what, I heard really good things about this. And you turn on it and it's just Phoebe kids being like, which one of you beaches is my mother? And you're just watching it going, there's no way I can watch part one. There's oh, like yeah. no VHS. Yeah, this is yeah if you just caught run, on like, to part two and this is all... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you've missed a whole... Yeah, because even though part one was a lot, lengthwise, it was long and there was... You miss a ton. Like, I, I think they put that, which one of you bitches is my mother, for the people that didn't watch yeah, one. Yeah, so that we know where we're at. Without that, yeah. you'd have no, no idea what's no, happening. No, then we're utterly confused because we get an instant flashback um, <laughs> after she yells at them for lying. Doesn't she yell at them, stop lying? The- we talked about Phoebe Kate's performance a ton last time. She opens the way she ends. When she says, I thought you would be embracing me. I thought your arms would be out. Of and then she's doing this outstretched arm acting where she's constantly stretching her well, arms. Well, she did have that flowy talking. nightgown thing on that almost makes you want to, like, flow your arms in that way. But, yeah, oh, it's, she's it's very emotional. Again, her accent is still there, mm-hmm. and she's like, maybe I will dump your son. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe I will donate to your fund, and maybe I will not. <laughs> maybe I will stand by all of the things <laughs> that you printed. Uh, maybe not. I have not made up my mind yet. <laughs> Such a silly goose she is, making them wild. <clears throat> anyway, in a time machine we go back to graduation for these three girls more gauzy vaseline moving back in time yeah Yeah. just so we know we're not in the now i'm happy to say angela lansbury's back the young auntie now um she's her little giving advice about staying in venice the ladies are going to be traveling these three after Mm -hmm. graduation we know that they're going to this to hide away because one of them will be having a baby but yes. the people coming to the graduation, parents and whatnot, believe that they're taking like a little post-graduation 
trip, I guess. Right. Too. And w- when you say parents or whatnot, you mean Judy's parents and whatnot. Because I don't know who's there for Maxine other than Angela Lansbury. That seems like the only person that's there for Maxine. We meet Pagan's situation. Oh, yeah. But uh, Judy seems to have... I don't want to say the most stable home life, but, you know, her mom and her dad, they both show up. Yeah, both parents show up, and her dad is not a happy man. Not Her dad is not excited to meet Pagan. No. I've heard a lot about Pagan. <laughs> I don't want to meet Pagan. I don't want to meet anybody named Pagan. Why are we here? Our daughter's not coming home with us? Okay, fine, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting situation yeah. that these two are trapped into. And Pagan's situation is it's her mom is there. Yes. With some new business partner of hers or new friend. She introduces her as a friend at the graduation. We get to fill in the gaps. Yeah. We get to draw our own conclusions. Mm -hmm. Is this her mom's lover? Possibly. That's also sleeping with Pagan? Definitely. Like, I don't really understand the relationship or what this is about, but we get clues later that still don't really help Mm -mm. us. No, but there's tension. In this relationship. Oh, yes. Like you said, the only one I guess with, quote, normal parents would be our Judy. And again, like we said, Maxine's apparently got nobody. Well, she, she has rich family. She must like have rich... somebody, but the aunt is who shows up. Angela Lansbury is is mm-hmm. who shows up. They After graduation, we know that they kind of all take this road trip together of some kind where they get in a jalopy of a vehicle and um, they head off to, I think, a village in Italy, by the way, Angela yeah. Lansbury is talking about the site. I think it's just like an adorable small town where any woman can go and secretly have her baby, and, and that's it. And off they go. But also, I don't know how much sense, not not how much sense that makes, but we do, we know that the doctor that we met in part one mm-hmm. is the doctor that delivers the baby. Mm-hmm. So wherever they go, she seems to have to then travel back into that town? Well, yeah. Or maybe this doctor's on call. Maybe they're paying him enough where he's like, you know what? I'll go to Italy. Yeah, That's fine. I'll take a trip to deliver a baby. Not a big deal. <laughs> not a biggie. Well, they just know that they have to because as the doctor told them when he visited them, they will not be showing, no one will know that they right. are uh, pregnant. And now that they will be showing, they need to hide away because they don't want that chubby girl who does not come back in part two, that chubby German girl. You're <laughs> right. You're talking about with. people who aren't back. She's not yeah, back. Her she's... mute friend aren't back, isn't back, I mean. Yeah. Although, wait, we do see them graduate, don't we? Yeah, but I don't think we see the chubby girl there at graduation. They just oh, say all did. their names at graduation. Maybe you do, but it's not memorable. I didn't write it down. So can I can I tell you something that you talked about an awful lot when we recorded part one that I didn't quite get. But then after watching part two, I'm like, oh, no wonder Jamie talked about this is when they say sick and sick because they only say it one time in part one. They say it about a hundred times. It's their thing. It's like the hand gestures. Their thumbs up is something they only do like twice in part one and in this I was like oh god they're doing thumbs up again this is so embarrassing <laughs> it's their thing though it's they they don't slap on the back they don't what are they going to do they give a thumbs up and their little uh, I guess little like motto with each other is sick and sin yep so great good stuff yeah. everybody go back listen to part yeah. one to find out you're going to want to know where means. it came from <laughs> <laughs> you're going to want to hear at least when we say oh, it for yeah. the first time 
It's thick and thin for those who need to catch up. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, great. <laughs> Way to not make them go back and figure it out. The one <laughs> the one plot hole that they wouldn't understand by just listening to part two. Oh. I like how they have some other couple just mail stuff for them. How they're at this cafe and they're filling out, like, either they're writing oh, letters. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Pagan's like, oh, people, people that we just met. Here, can you please mail these for us? And the couple, like, walks away like... A nice bunch of girls. They're so great. We wish they were our daughters. So they have a. They one of them has a baby, and they all go their separate ways, basically. Right, and now we get to see what their separate ways are, what they've become. Like you said in part one, we know that Judy is uh, some sort of writer. We know Maxine, I believe, is some sort of designer, some interior designer of some kind. Yeah, like she would have her own show on like HGTV yes. if this was if today. This was today. Yes. yes. Right. Oh. She'd go into a house and be like, oh, you can't sell this place? Well, maybe if you just turn your shitty couch cushions over and paint this wall red, somebody would buy your house. Like, that would be what Knock she does. Knock down this wall, put in a little fireplace, and you're good to go. Yeah. And then Pagan, IDK. I don't know. Right. She, oh, they do talk oh, about yeah. that. How they, they talk about what their futures are going to be. And Pagan's like, but I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like... Aren't you, girl, didn't you just graduate high school? Like, you don't need to know what you want to do. Are you going to college? Like, how old are these girls? Because they seem to go from 17 to 25 well, in this movie. It's more than nine months, I guess, for the babe. I don't know. <laughs> you are right. We do see a baby born, and then she appears to be seven or eight yeah. years old. <laughs> so maybe they did stick around for a little while, and she just doesn't remember it. While they placed her and everything. No, they, they have her and they seem to move on quickly. We get, <clears throat> so our first little into, snippet into who they've become, we get a little Judy action. And I love Judy's POV of the typewriter up. It's oh, like, God, yeah. <laughs> a shot from underneath the typewriter so we can see the keys. Yes, as she's typing face. away. And she works for, I guess it's, it's a, is it like a paper, like a local paper? But it's a magazine it's or a, a newspaper. Okay. I think it's a, I think it's a newspaper. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I don't think a magazine has a real estate section. Because no, what that's what that other guy. For. That's what the Don Johnson lookalike says he does. That's what I wrote about. Uh, first of all, this guy wishes he was a Don Johnson well, he lookalike. Strides in. Maybe, maybe he could be a Don Johnson stunt double. There we maybe. go. All right, all right. Well, I didn't know who he was at first because he just comes. He's clearly a becomes sort of a love interest, right? Yeah, he's a love interest. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's so Oh, yeah, because they her. do the little date thing. What am I saying? Yeah, they have the little date through Central Park. First of all, he just, he keeps bothering her while she's working. Like, I love when she gets so frustrated because at every turn he's like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Well, she's already frustrated. Yeah, she's already frustrated because she works on, that. she's just doing fashion for this newspaper um, the fashion column, I guess. And she's clearly left out of all the big news stories and, and it's mm -hmm. very disappointing to her. And yeah, he's he is a little annoying. He, she just kind of won't leave her desk or take a hint. He invites her to lunch and is like, can I take you to an expensive lunch and takes her to like a cafeteria, basically, um, to get sandwiches. <laughs> but then they have a sweet little, is this, when they go to, is this when they go to the park and there's that weird balloon mime? Yes. <laughs> I thought they went to France again. I was like, they have a little date. They? These two, they go. He takes her to this crappy the uh, cafeteria for this quote expensive lunch. Then they take a walk in, I guess Central Park, because she's clearly a city girl, you know. 
And yeah. he, they pass this b- balloon mime making, and he engages the boyfriend or the date engages with the balloon mime and pops the balloon. And it's a whole thing a that's thing. so unnecessary. It's just like, to I, show you that they're well. In it, she talks about she tells him what she dreams about owning a magazine someday. That she says how she hates working for the. She wants to do something a little more hardcore than just the fashion. Uh, section. Judy's kind of, I'm going to say the most boring of these three potential mothers, just, just because of who she is and what she's doing mm. for a living. I, I think the other two, I don't think anyone would They're argue. They're a little more exciting life. Yes. I, I think I, nobody would argue that Pagan has the most exciting backstory. No. I think. Interesting. But even, yeah. even Maxine, like when she's like, having sex with that guy in a wine cellar. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> and she's just kind of like, oh, I wish they'd make me write good stories for the Well, paper. she does get sent to Nam. How crazy is that? How crazy is that in the middle of this that all of a sudden we're transported to Vietnam? That was so unexpected. Did you expect that? Okay. We no, have two like not at all. All right. This movie at one point cut to helicopters, and I was like, what? <laughs> where are we? What's going on? Right now, and then she jumps off in a vest and fatigues, and we see a Vietnamese mother and child, and I was like, "Oh no! How long are we going to spend here?" Luckily, it's a minute. No, and it's half brief, but movie. just enough to show you why she had to write the book about being, uh, whatever, groped in Nam or something like right, that. Right, right, exactly. Groped in Nam, I think it's called. I think <laughs> her, groped her. I hope that was the title of that book. I think it was called Raped in Numb. I'm not even kidding you. What? Really? I think, I f- maybe not. Maybe I am kidding you. But I f- that was her experience I there, mean, was that they... Those guys in the foxhole make a lot of rape jokes. Yeah. I get it. But also, <laughs> they're all dead, and I don't know if she was raped. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, she does write a book about her experiences. I don't exactly remember uh, what it was called, but I'm guessing... Uh, I feel like it was like raped in a foxhole. Raped in Nam with a big smiley (laughs) picture on the back of it. Foxhole rape or something. I don't know. It had a crazy title. Holy shit! I we need to figure out what the name of this book was. (laughs) Maybe I did write it. Foxhole rape. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) They can't be what it's called. Foxhole rape. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So let's get let's get on with it. Since she's not even in Vietnam yet. So no, she's not matter. even there. No. We're meeting Maxine, seeing catching up to speed with Maxine next. Right. Um, yes. And she is looking at this old like mansion of a home. This old these beautiful grounds, but it's a very run down home. Yes. And uh, she's talking to the owner has been left with the challenge of either selling this place or revamping it. It's, it's, it's belongs in his family and it's, it's a champagne farm too, or or he grows grapes, he grows vineyards and they, they harvest champagne. I'm sorry, Jamie. Do you mean champagne? I love, I love champagne. (laughs) This is a champagne farm. Oh, champagne. (laughs) That's not the way French people say it, right? I got a vineyard. I'm like champagne here. <laughs> he didn't even really hire her because no, we it's find out they were kind of like, set up. 
right? Yeah, exactly. Because he's like, uh, you know what? Our parents know each other, and I think they just did this to set us up. Yep. And I was like, I think she thinks she's here on business. Yeah. Dude. she's taking like, this very seriously. Yeah, and she's half yeah. into him, but then half just really into the job because she's like, no, I can make this place beautiful. And it, it is. It's just a lot of work to be done, and he recognizes that, and she does too. Yeah, and he seems to definitely just want to get in her pants. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, he's from the moment she showed up, he's like, I know what my mom was thinking, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm on board with this. Yeah. I don't care. Did you notice in this scene, she plays it so hilarious because she has that pencil, which he references oh, at one yeah, point. Yeah, he's like, uh, the only thing you have to do is when we see each other again, not to scratch your fist with the pencil. <laughs> but as he's talking, she's like pointing around at things and like counting in her oh, head. Yeah. It's, the, it's the weirdest she's like, doing her design acting choice work. to be like. She's doing her design work about things. How many light bulbs do we need in here? I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of like tapping on the side of head and like squinting at things really yeah, thinking about how the, all this is going to come Doug. together that's what they do when they walk in the uh, homes yeah. yeah it's great home decorating yes. acting by Maxine is what I'm saying <laughs> oh so we get a little tease of Maxine and then we get transported to what is like an athletic club or a fitness center what is it's this a fat place? camp <laughs> Jamie it's a fat camp uh the fact that Pagan is like get those Oh yeah, uh, she whales out of my room. There's, there's a bunch of blubbers up there. Is okay, that what it Megan. is? Yeah, I think it is. I I think I was I was unsure because you see a lot of people doing like calisthenics yeah, outside yeah. And, and everything. Yeah, and there's ping pong and there's swing. Yeah, yeah, and everyone appears to be overweight. Let's say, oh, um, I guess but so. then later when she confronts whoever this woman is, who is never identified. No. Um, <laughs> She's like helping an old man lift weights. And I was like, I don't know what's going on at this place. What is going on? I need part three to tell me about what was going <laughs> Just on. Just the whole backstory of this yeah, place. With Pagan's family and his mom. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know if it's just an overall like generic retreat. Like, are you overweight? Are you old? Come to our place and we'll, you know, revitalize you or whatever. Well, yeah, and they but definitely this, is like a like a stay away place. But this appears to be where Pagan lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's but still living we, a good life. She's riding her horses and doing her oh, thing. She, yeah, yeah, she's totally fine. Mm-hmm. She still hasn't found her purpose in life yet. No. I don't think she has a job. Mm-hmm. Not that that should be anybody's purpose in life. Uh, but <laughs> she shows up quickly realizes that people are staying in her room, that they've rented out her room to customers. Yeah, that's, and she's not happy about it, as she shouldn't be. Who took her no. room at the club? You're right, maybe it is a fat club. Well, whatever. I think it is. I think it is. Well, because this woman says to her, and I thought this was kind of interesting, because now that we see a lot of it later, where she's like, oh, I gave you a separate like house in the back Yeah, Yeah, you could stay stuff. in the cottage. Yeah. yeah, in the cottage. And I was like, Pagan, this sounds like a good deal. Because yeah. I saw that room upon rewatch because I watched it twice. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And the room's nothing special. The room just looks like it's just a bedroom. But I think it's been her room. Oh, no, no. It's yeah. been her room. Yeah, but, but if the you, cottage listen, does sound a little more. Bedroom, cottage. I'm taking cottage I'm taking every cottage. day. I want it. Give me the cottage. I'm away from all this noise. And <laughs> the <laughs> other, yeah. There's people lifting weights downstairs. Yeah. Right under your room. In this part, part two, uh, we learned something about a character oh. named Pagan, yeah. which I never knew. Pagan's 
British? Oh. What is happening? With all the accents being thrown around in this movie, how did it take me three hours into a film to find she, out think, that one of our main characters is British? I think she mentioned something of that in the first one, in part one, though. Maybe... Like a Maybe, but but also there's no reason to think that she's British. It doesn't matter. In part one, she's with that dude yeah. in London, but she doesn't have a British accent. Like I just assumed at some point she met a Brit and married this guy. At the end of this movie, they pair them up and, and they're like, hey, guess what? You guys have a lot in common. You're British. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. She's not. What? <laughs> This is near the end oh, of the right. movie. Oh, that's right. When they're meeting for the... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. When you realize who she was, how she was set it's, up. Yeah. 45 minutes left in the movie, and I'm like, oh... Oh, is she? <laughs> one of our main characters is not American? Well, I knew she wasn't American. She was something else. How did you know that? Well, I thought she... both she and Judy were American. Oh. I did. No, I yeah. thought she was European of some European, European, European. of some mm-hmm. kind, but I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't think she was American. I thought Ooh. Judy was the only American. All right, I am. And glad I thought you she was like the, Judy that. was like the ticker. She's from Ohio, and so I thought Judy was like the typical blonde hair, blue eyed American girl. And the Corn other two. Corn fed Ohioan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Like we said, Pagan is denied her room at the inn. Um, given the cottage, yeah. but basically has her mom choose between Pagan, because she wants her room back, basically right. tells her mom, like, because the, the reason she's being kicked out of her room is because this business partner, lover, other person, woman, um, is saying this is, you know, we need the room for business and kind of slights Pagan for not doing anything, for not having a job and slacking and not helping out with the with the fitness center, fat club, whatever it is. But it's very much like Pagan's like, oh, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Hmm? Hmm? And her mom's like, what are you talking about? And Pagan's like, do you want to tell her? Do you want to tell her? Do you want, no? You don't want to tell her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, something uh, like, saucy's underneath that. And I'm like, what are we talking about, guys? I don't know. What love triangle is what this tr- that I have now gotten in this I movie? Don't, I don't know, but you will never find out because we just... No, you'll never find out just, because her mom is... Pagan's upset and Pagan's like, oh, well, then I'm leaving. Me, me, me. Yeah. And kind of storms off to her room. And I like how her mother's like, you know what? Uh... Your very wealthy British uncle would love to yes, see you. Yes, yeah. Try, yes. She tries to make it up to because she feels bad because she does choose sure. the business partner. Well, I have to go inside with her and you should leave your room. And yeah, when Pagan throws a fit, she says, don't forget about your wealthy uncle. I'm sure he wants your company. <laughs> There's some kind of fancy event. I think it's the horse thing. The horse thing, yes. Some sort of horse race thing, yes. How about this wealthy uncle later on when he's like, mm, that Saudi prince wants oh, to yeah, get yeah. your pants with those roses. He's a total cool uncle. <laughs> this guy's so invested in just her happiness. I loved it. I was like, this is great for her. She needs to get away from those Didn't women. Didn't you want that uncle to meet with Angela Lansbury at some point? Oh. And they could all just roll around in money and talk about bebes? I do not want to have a baby. That's okay, because I'm super old. All right, let's get together then. Yeah, so she does go off with this guy. They watch a big horse race. But at the horse race, 
she sees her Saudi prince, yes. who this time around, I realized who he looked like. Now, he is a bad guy in Indiana Jones, yeah. um, this actor. He looks like Andy Garcia. Like, you could have gotten Andy Garcia to play this role. Probably at this time period, he would have been a dead ringer oh, for this I guy. Oh, I guess he does look like Andy Garcia. I see it. I see it. Well, before that, wait, we do get to see, before we're at the horse race and she meets back up with the prince, we see Angela Lansbury uh, driving and wanting to get pictures of the baby. This is when she meets with the guy and he's like, cash again, madame. She's like, oh, cash is the best. (laughs) Also, let me get new pictures of the baby. Maybe three pictures of the baby. And these are great. These little, like, where she's, they're taking pictures of the baby and then they freeze frame. It's like the little girl uh, blowing bubbles and coloring pictures and just in a field. Yeah, it's, and the dad, it's the most the, picturesque yeah. nonsense you've ever. It's like a she's Hallmark such a cute Christmas kid, though. card. She does look like good casting. She looks like a little Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Really cute. It's, it's very hilarious yeah. to watch these freeze frame pictures being taken. I thought you meant it's great when Angela Lansbury comes on screen because it, oh, it is. Oh, it is. Oh, it always is. Yeah. Later on, when she meets with this guy, and he's like, "I cannot take my money. The money has not been picked up oh, from yeah. the last time." <laughs> She's like, "Oh dear. <laughs> Would you like me to look into it? Oh, somebody has to look <laughs> into this." <laughs> She's oh, so great. She's so she great really in is. this movie. She really is. I hope she was nominated for, what do they do for TV movies? Golden Globes? Yeah. Like, yeah. I hope she got something out of this role. I don't think she did, but. I don't think she did either, it, but it's a travesty it, that she I agree. Didn't. I agree. She does meet this prince. Yes. At the horse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The horse thing. The horse race thing. Yeah, I don't know. what It's something. So yeah. they, they kind of, you know, it's a, it's a nice little reconnection. Yeah. And that they get together and they go out dancing and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I think we should get into the, uh, what counts as an action scene in a movie the like this. The car bomb? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they, they have a great little night and they reminisce, like you said, together. Because they danced on their first little night and she says, oh, you're still good at it, whatever. They have sweet little moments. He wants to take her back to his hotel. And she wants to walk because it's a nice night out. First, his his little henchmen give him kind of a hard time about it because they're like, no, no, you have to, we have to protect you. Someone was just, then they mentioned that some other Saudi royalty was just, there was an assassination attempt. Well, he said there was an assassination attempt on him. Oh, I didn't realize it was on him. I thought it was somebody in the family. Somebody else was killed, but there was an attempt on him, Ah, he says, previously. Yes. So he's got to be cautious and right. best to take the car. And she still is like, no, 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 because she, she says she's like, uh, uh-uh, you know what? Walking back to a guy's place is romantic. Driving back. Not so much. Yeah. She's a stubborn one. Sure. She certainly is. Yeah. And she convinces him not to get in this car. His bodyguards are flummoxed by this. Like, when he walks away, they don't know what to do. They tell the driver, they're like, get in the car and follow them. Yeah, because you got to protect him somehow. And now we're losing some control because he's head over heels for this girl. And when they start the car to follow him, a bomb blows up in the car. Kills the driver. The (laughs) the most innocent person here Mm -hmm. is blown up. But yes, the bodyguards like surround him and yeah. take him away from There's, her. And then yeah. she's left alone and sad 
on the street. Well, PTSD. She's a little disturbed by this. She was just about to PTSD. Yeah, like post traumatic stress. She, she. You could see why then she had such. Oh, oh no! Sorry, I was like, she wasn't the one in Vietnam. Like no, this isn't, oh, yeah, this no, isn't no, no, reminding no. her of the but other time no, bombs exploded. No, near she her. has this look on her face, like, oh my gosh, this bomb. You know, imagine a little a little diagram here: the pagan, and then the arrow that goes to drinking. There's lots of little things that leads to that, yes. and this is just this one is of just those. One things. of them, yes. One is possibly perhaps having to give up a child. The next one is. Maybe she was having an affair with some woman who her mom was also in a relationship with. Yeah. I'm not sure. She was kicked out of her house. There's all sorts of things. And this is just another, this is another like, piece of the time bomb. This would be if she ever went into rehab and they like gave her a form to fill out. It was yes, just this yes would be or another, no yeah. questions. And she was like, oh, yeah, car bomb. Yeah, I'll check that I've one been there. there. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With my lever. Yes. Daddy issues? Question mark? I guess. I don't know. I never I don't know met him. Yeah. We don't know him. So, yeah, let's just say yes. If you're not sure, that's what the woman in the window would say. If you're not sure, just check yes on the form. It's fine. This is when she returns home, though, after the bombing to the long stem roses and the uncle who's very encouraging to her. <laughs> He's very encouraging. Yeah. He looked like Mr. Pitt from Seinfeld a little bit. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. I see all okay. your little. Yeah, your Andy Garcia's. I see him. Um, next, I say we're champagne tasting with Maxine. Where she gets Ooh, fondled a little and more than taken, yeah, yeah. So How about the are, guy who's just tasting wine with them down there? I guess he's the guy who distills oh, it or yes, whatever he's yes. doing. Wine. He's just standing there to the side while they're having this romantic outing. This guy's like swirling wine. He'll just sip it every now and then. I'm like, "How did you get in this movie? Is it a contest that you won?" Well, no, he's the, he's very important to the process of the making of the champagne. So we had to get to know him a little bit. No? Right. She gets some action in that champagne cellar. It's oh, probably yeah. the sauciest part of this whole movie. Like Strangely, as far as like, I think like sexy saucy, right? Even though is. we have a porn star as our lead, I think this was even hotter than any of her flashback porno scenes that we got to see. Um, but it's also a great like making out in this wine cellar and then when it gets a little too hot for TV, Jerry Springer, yeah. it pans up to just this dirt roof. Because <laughs> it's a wine cellar. I mean, yeah. Now we have a little another flashback of little Lily jumping in the mountains, happy with her hardworking parents. It's pretty awesome. It's good to know that Angela Lansbury is back this time. Flirting with Maxine's husband? That's not a little weird. Well, it's friendly flirting. Angela Lansbury, again, her performance. Flirting with her husband and then also going, but where is Maxine? I do not see her any. <laughs> and she's like crouching down and looking around like, where is she hiding? I do not know. <laughs> oh, it's such, I, it makes me laugh so much to have you do this little French. I mean, your image, this is one of my favorite um, imitations that you do is Angela Lansbury's French. Oh, good. Yeah. You could do well, it. You could do it on every podcast. Sound like you want. Ronald Reagan or the woman from Poltergeist. Then, I can do that accent. You're permitted. Thus, you're permitted. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yes. And and they're officially together now. I don't know that they're married yet. Her and her man. Or maybe they are. No, they are. I think they are. Yeah, because she she's is expecting. Pregnant. Yeah, because she's expecting. Right. Expecting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I love Lucy. Who <laughs> can't say pregnant on the show? Lucy's always expecting. But her girlfriends are in town. And they're having a little get get together or pre 
during, I don't know, they're, they're having a moment together. Yeah, this is one of the few times we see that they sort of lock themselves away in a room to have their private conversations about their daughter and, and everything like that. And at this point, it's really the other two being like, hey, Maxine, you got your shit You're together. You're the one that's settled in. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Let's let's send away. Send away. <laughs> let's get that yeah. kid. Elizabeth, you I know, think, is what they call right. it. Right. At the end of this movie, I was like, should they really blame themselves for this? But also, like, Maxine really does have it all together. And, well, I don't and she's know got the... this beautiful house. Yes. She's clearly got the financial support to take it on. But her concern is that she says, no, I don't. I don't really have it together, you guys. I'm, I'm, I still, I don't know what my husband would say if I told. And then we see, I think we even see it in these. He is very handsy with uh, one of the other ladies, another woman. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't really notice that. No. Yeah, because she sees it later, too, when she's fighting with her son. Or maybe it was in part, yeah. Uh, That was in part one. Yeah, that was in part part one. No, she. I missed the guy. I think he's a little handsy with another one of his really? female workers. Okay, I didn't yeah. notice that. That mm-hmm. was a thing that maybe was fleshed out in the book. We'll find out. Well, I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, so she... Stay tuned for our next podcast, folks, which is called Lace. And but... it's just us going through the book chapter by chapter <laughs> talking about it. It's a little different, but it's a book based on a movie from the 80s. <laughs> right, So yes. it's still... The novelization of the Lace TV series. Um, It was kind of, when you think about these girls, this plan, not really the best. I get it that it's like, oh, whichever one of us the most secure or ready or stable to to bring in this baby will raise it. But as we see, even the ones as they get more stable, because later on. Yeah, it's not a very mature plan, mm, let's say. Mm-hmm. My wife used to love the show um, Teen Mom or 16 and Pregnant, one of those. Okay, yeah. And there was a couple there, you know, they're 16 years old, and the couple was like, we're totes giving this baby up for adoption. And I always thought, like, what an interesting and, like, forward-thinking couple this is because they totally just gave their baby up and it was just like for a few episodes they would sometimes see it and they were able to visit this baby with the other parents but it was like they knew they couldn't take care of it and weirdly enough I kept thinking about that while I was watching this going these girls did not think this through like the best thing to do would be like let's give this baby up for adoption we're BFFs we can remain BFFs without having a baby tie us together right and no, they didn't do that. And now you can sort of see how they're like, well, even if we get our stuff together, that's uh, a weird thing to do is yeah. to take on all this extra responsibility because, and not that Pagan has a job even, but she seems to be doing fine with her mother's money or her family's money. Like she probably could have taken this kid on. Well, but we see there's some instability there. Oh, no, she no, was no, living no. in a room uh, at- <laughs> Oh, uh, she's living in a cottage, Jamie. Well, she got moved to the cottage, yeah. <laughs> right. Who knows how many bedrooms there are in that cottage? Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Well, anyway, so, yeah, so they're all hanging out, but they're, you know, their fun time kind of gets broken up by the rest of the party, and they have to sort of hide the pictures that they were given. Yes, these sweet uh, photos Sent by Angela Lansbury. Sweet little Elizabeth, yeah. yes. And get back to their lives. Which include going to is Nom. This, is this... <laughs> Yeah. Say, this is what Judy goes to Judy is on war assignment. 
Judy goes to Nam for a hot minute and everyone near her dies. Like, Judy's a bad omen. You do not want Judy in your foxhole. No, and it's or Judy or rape in your foxhole. You don't want any no. of it happening. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, she. we only get, I think it's maybe a five-minute, I think it's even less than that time. It's nothing. In yeah, it's, just it's enough to like... Know Right. Yeah. It's like we got choppers, we got fatigues for an afternoon. Let's film this scene right now. And we got it. We but then like you said, everyone around her dies. And she is yeah. just as Pagan was in a, a, a state of shock when the car bomb went off, you can imagine the right. PTSD. That yeah, is going Judy to, yeah, yeah, Judy's, Judy's got her own PTSD whew, going on here. Whew. Um, now we see poor Lily or Elizabeth is getting teased at school. I don't understand this because they're saying she doesn't have a mother and a father, but she's got a man and a woman that are raising her. Yeah. I was like, they might look a little old, but these kids don't know that. Apparently even the kids at school know that she doesn't have like, like you had said, they, they, I guess these parents, cause she calls her parents by their first names. Right. Or these. Yes. People that Angela and Felix. I wrote Felix. them down. She so then we name. should note them since you wrote them down. Um, she calls them Angela and Felix, never mom and dad, but they treat her just, it's not like they mistreat her yes. at all that we can see that, that it I seems. can only imagine Angela and Felix went to school one day and were like, to the teacher, like, it is important. You need to tell all the school children. Yeah. Knows that this is we are not actually not her parents, and her mom is going to send for her. Yep. If she does something wrong, we are not to be held responsible. Because right. we're not really, we are just watching her, and she's helping us with some of the farming. I assume they were on the playground later being like, this girl is parentless, yeah. everyone. <laughs> just so you all are aware, we back. are not her parents. We're what you refer to as guardians. Yes. Not yeah, she gets teased in the weirdest little like cut scene because then it just goes away. Yeah, that's it. Done. It's just to let you see some of the trauma that poor little Lily is experiencing. Right. Uh-huh. Um, not the trauma we want to see, though. No. But anyway, not the death camp, not no. the Nazi death camp no. that she goes to. That we want to experience, we never do. Um, now we get to see Pagan living the sweet life, riding camels with the prince. Um, <laughs> She really is living the sweet life. <laughs> so he apparently flew her out after his horse race mm-hmm. or this bomb. I'm sure he felt bad. His, his bodyguards took him away. Yeah, so so out he flies comes. her out. They have horse races. And then he's like, you're pretty good riding horses. How about a camel Let's race? Ride a and camel. it's kind of funny. She can't ride a camel. And his entourage has set up sort of like a sex tent for him. Yeah. On the grounds mm-hmm. where they go in. And he's like. We got three hours because <laughs> they all walk away. You see them all leaving. Well, because they don't really leave the prince in private. They have to protect him, right? Yep. So, oh, it's yeah. It's very funny when he says three hours, and she's yeah. like, "What are we gonna do for three hours?" Yes. He confesses then how much he loves her and right. How yes, much exactly. He's cared for her. Yeah. Um, he's like, "I had all those sex lessons. Remember I told you about the sex lessons? Yeah. But yeah." Even in those lessons, I never found anyone that I loved. Blah, 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 so on and so forth. It's adorable. And you really see that they're falling for each other. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Not the case for a prince. 
We get a little flashback. Judy's decided to write her book about her experiences of Nam, which I think is rape in the foxhole. Okay. Um, Maxine does have a new baby, and this is when you could see her husband Charles is flirting with another girl right after she has the new baby. I did not notice that. You should have that. paid better attention. Yeah, Hagen sorry. and the prince have the rendezvous, uh, but they don't really get any time alone when they're at the castle. And then, yeah, this is when the prince's dad is really sick. Well, yeah, this is where they have a little party. And the prince's dad, maybe we should just call him the king. Oh, yeah. um, the king <laughs> asks for her, Pagan, to sit next to him. Yes. It's a big honor. And she sits down next to this white man. Yeah. He's not this, not this a guy. Looking, like, yeah. at least the other guy, they put him in brown face or they right. put him under a tanning bed or something. This guy's just an old white guy. And I was like, this is embarrassing movie. Yeah. So, and this guy's like, hey, listen, you're pretty cool. And you know what? He might even like you, yeah. If you were, if it were up to me, you and my son, you'd be so great. But you know what? We have other countries that we're having a problem with. And look at that woman over there. You can only see her eyes. She might be that old lady from part one. Maybe a young woman, <laughs> not sure. But she's the one who's going to marry my son. P.S. Get out. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, and we, we can tell. And he knows, right? Does the prince know or not yet? No, no, not I yet. I don't know. No, the prince doesn't know, I think, until the dad does finally pass. So the I Yeah, I'd right? like to give him the benefit of the doubt. But to what we're going to see next, I'm really unsure. Because she wakes up in the middle of the night to wailing and sadness and gongs and stuff like that. And she finds out that the king has died. So right. the new king mm -hmm. is this hunky prince. And she's like, I got to see him. I got to see him. And um, sorry, he's mourning his dad. And also he's going to marry somebody yeah. else. But <laughs> you know yours. what? He really, um, <laughs> this is the other guy, the guy who later on or in part one was like, remember me? Remember me? We hung out. Yeah. Because uh, he's the one who's like, he really wants to make sure that you're happy. He hopes you have a great life. Yeah. Uh, also, you got to get out, but yeah. he's made arrangements and everything. Yeah, but he's figured it out. And she's, yeah. as you can imagine, Pagan devastated. is devastated. Yeah, yeah, she is not happy. Um, but the, such is the breaks when you fall in love with a prince, right? Yeah. Now let's let's spend the most time in this movie with Angela and Phoenix. Or, sorry, Felix. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth's parents. This is when Felix, we see um, Lily in the room drawing this wonderful picture, which comes up later. Felix is like, hey, listen, I heard from my brother. Bad shit's going down. We got to go. We got to go to Budapest. She brings up these adorable pictures of her and a blonde mother. Fine. Okay. We may already know who the mom is, but whatever. And the uh, Angela's face is horrified by this revelation that they have to go get this guy's brother and that they all have to go as a family I, unit I, it's a whole family trip they only have the one car i don't know why but because she even why. says later angela's like i didn't why did we take the little girl we shouldn't have taken her but yes well, she can't stay home at the farm the neighborhood kids are picking on her i guess but I don't why know. did angela have to go felix it's your brother first of all don't burden your family with this because they're going to get the money whether you're there or not <laughs> angela lansbury is taking care of everything yeah so if you think this is a death mission what you do is 
You don't talk to your wife about this. You sneak you off at go. night and you try and get yeah. your brother. And then if you are killed, the you know, family... bad day for you. Mm-hmm. But the, the family is fine. And this little Terrible. girl doesn't have to watch it all. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Now, Judy's got her book out, um, Raped in a Foxhole. That's what it's called, Rape in a Foxhole. Is it really? Yes, are I you serious? In Rape in a Foxhole. That's uh-huh. crazy. That's crazy. See, these men died in a foxhole around her. And she honors their memory by writing a book called Rape in a Foxhole. Yep. yep. And she celebrates by making love with her boyfriend and eating hot dogs under the covers. I wrote I that. I cannot. Yeah. This is, first of all, I really do find it funny anytime in movies people are like having sex and they're completely under the sheets because oh, yeah. it looks like ghosts are having sex. But. The fact that at one point he's like, you want some relish? And I was like, what's happening? They're eating hot right dogs. <laughs> when you get raped in a foxhole and you want to celebrate the story, you eat hot dogs underneath the covers. That's how it goes down. Now okay. I know. Now you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, she's, so she's talking to him and she goes, listen, um, I can't really do this whole small apartment thing anymore. I'm going to be having a mystery guest Yes. Uh, who I need an extra bedroom for. Mm-hmm. And this guy's a dope because any normal human being would be like, are you pregnant? But this guy's like, so are you going to have another man like living with us or something? Yeah. Like, is that what you're planning on? It's like, what are you talking about, dude? But she decides not to tell him about this at this mm-hmm. point. Because I guess in her mind, she's now hit it big as an author. Right. So, so she's Maxine stabilized. didn't want the baby. It is her turn. Right. She's up. Now let's go to Nazi Germany. Let's go back in time. I don't know, 30 years to Nazi oh. Germany. Because this is when Felix brings his entire family along, crossing the border. They pick up the brother, and then they try and just drive back. And they're like, people are checking trunks. Yeah. And then they decide he sees this little checkpoint. And the brother's like, we'll just drive. And the, even Felix is like, but they're going to see us drive <laughs> off the road. They're right there. Yeah. I can see them. They can see us. But they do it. They drive off the road and then they're hiding. They're running in the woods. And they're telling the little girl that it's a game they're playing. Oh, they just have to be very quiet. Hide and see. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get chased down and gunned down. First, it's, first it's Felix that gets shot. Yeah. While he's with her, while he's with Elizabeth. Uh They Um, all have a chance to talk briefly before they die, mm -hmm. which is ultra sad, but also so movie cliche. Because, like, he appears to be dead, and then Angela comes back, or Angelina, whatever, comes back for him and picks him up, and he's like, oh, save the child. (laughs) And then she's just, like, dragging this kid behind her, almost like she's using her. As a shield. Yeah. She's like, come on, come on. Felix told me to save you. Now yeah. I have to save you. And then but, yeah, they're she all gets killed. shot. The brother gets killed. And the, oh, before Angelina thing. dies, she tells her, your mother will come for you. <laughs> Which, don't put that kind of thought she into Don't make those, those puns. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, be as harsh as possible and be like, I don't think your mother's coming for yeah, you. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know how she's going to find you after this. I don't know. Right. Because I would have been like, find an elderly French woman with a bad accent. <laughs> Maybe. That's the best you can do. But this is when that elderly French woman with the bad accent finds out that her money is no longer going to, uh, it's being returned. <laughs> yes, because right. Because the exactly. child is dead. The child yep. is dead. 
Um, everybody's dead. The king is dead. The child is dead. Oh, Sorry, am I yeah, skipping let's too talk far about ahead? When no, Maxine let's talk about this visit. intervention. We got to talk about this intervention here. <laughs> this attempted intervention. Maxine goes to visit Pagan, who's been in the cottage and drinking heavily in the cottage. <laughs> yeah. And um, and Maxine convinces her, we, we need a trip. We're going to go to New York and we're right, going to go yes. and we're going to see. We're, we're going to get, and then we'll get Elizabeth. And then that is what will that's going to make it all better. You'll take care of yeah. a baby and that will change. You'll have yeah, all I, this energy to put into taking care of this little girl. It is, it's so funny because it's like, listen, I got my shit together. Yeah. Judy, she's an award-winning novelist. You know what you need? A baby yeah. dragging me down. If you that's had a little you girl, you, wouldn't, you couldn't drink like this because you'd have to be taking care of the little girl. Right. So yes. we're, we're going to take a little trip and then we're going to get that baby. Right. So um, you're either going to turn your life around or destroy your life and this child's and in the process. Right. We'll see. But we're going to support you. We're going to support you and watch mm-hmm. from afar. Yeah. But Judy's having a big lace party. It's a big, like, lace coming out party. Yeah. Did you notice that Judy's ready. dressed like a Pan Am stewardess for some reason <laughs> in this scene? She's got, like, one of those pillbox hats on. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so bizarre. At this scene, when they all get together, they see each other, and it's the whole sick and sin thing. And, yes. oh, she didn't know they were coming. Oh, this is oh, so Oh, yeah, she, they said they couldn't make it, but they're really here. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then a phone call mm. comes. Because they, again, lock themselves away to talk yeah, about this baby. Yeah, because they want to chit-chat in private about, yeah, the baby. The phone call comes, and a distraught... Angela Lansbury with this accent is still as funny as mm-hmm. uh, funny. Angela, like, <laughs> she's like, you ladies, you have to prepare yourselves for the worst news possible. And I was like, I should not be smiling at this point in the movie, but you got to get off screen. I can't help it when she's on. But she tells him that the baby's dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Then did you notice that in the room they all have their hands on their faces yeah, in various in different ways. positions? Yeah. They're all somehow holding their face in a state of shock and anguish. And the three of now the three of them fight. Again, they each blame themselves for not being like ready sooner or taking her sooner or finding her sooner. And you said you were settled and you said you could. And so now we know why they weren't getting along at Angela Lansbury's funeral. Right. In part right. one. Mm-hmm. The way this flashback ends is with Judy walking out and some woman, some random woman. Making a snide comment about her child's drawing. This oh, woman, yeah. Nobody walks up and is like, eh, is that one of your early pieces? <laughs> it's the drawing of the little girl and the mom. Right. And that's how this sad, sad flashback ends. So just like part one, we spend the great majority of the episode in this flashback. Like, yeah. like with these three women. Mm-hmm. But now we've seen how it's all gotten to... Not how it's gotten to the point that they are now, because a significant, a still, no, but a significant amount of time has passed right. from the end so of this to, to where day. we are now. Right. But this is le- this is this was the story. Remember that they were telling Lily to keep right. her up to speed as to why they never came right. for her. Yes, because exactly. they thought she was dead. I mean, they could have simply said, "We thought you were dead," but they wanted right. to give her a backstory of exactly. What right. their experiences yeah. were leading up to that. Yes. Um, this and, is when. And just just to let uh, listeners know, if you listen to part one, you knew how I, how distraught I was after we left um, Switzerland last oh, time, yeah. and we we were on the the Phoebe Cates ride. 
I gotta tell you, I was so thrilled to be back on the Phoebe Cage you were train ready. You after were like, this. What accent is she gonna bring us now? An Irish accent? Interesting choice. Like I said, this is when she has hands outstretched yeah. acting mm-hmm. for a long time. She's talking about this prison she was in. She's like, I scrubbed so many <laughs> toilets. So many hands were on over me all the time. Uh, yeah, she, she's she got to let the <laughs> scrub so many toilets. She says, like, that's one of the worst things in her life. I was like... Weren't you a prostitute? <laughs> like, that was the big thing in part one. But she's like, I had to clean shit out of toilets. It was the worst. And the whole time she was thinking her mom was going to come for her. Right. Yes, exactly. Maybe today. Mm-hmm. Maybe today. Nope. Not another toilet. Not another toilet. But this is, yes, yeah, she gets very um, emotional with them. And they keep asking her, why? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing right. this? Why are you making, hanging this all over our heads like this? And again, she, because I want you all to suffer. You should all suffer. I know why you're not claiming me. Who wants a porno queen for a daughter? <laughs> I like how Pagan stands up at one point and just totally shuts up Phoebe Cates. And then just walks by her to get more booze. Like her yeah, class was yeah. just Well, because Phoebe thinks she's going to maybe own up to right? like, yes, I exactly. am your mother and I'll claim you as the porno queen that you are. Oh, um, it, it, and this she does is it. fantastic. She does like it. if this whole movie just took place in this room and it was just Phoebe Kate's yelling. Oh, it was fantastic. I would, I would still be totally down with I it. I agree. I agree. Um, no tear so, for Lily. Nobody cries for <laughs> Lily. I love it. None of you is good enough to be my mother. It's a beautiful, it's a whole it's monologue a, It's a whole thing that takes yeah. forever to get through. Mm-hmm. I love how it ends is they still won't tell her who the mother is. And she like has a mini staring contest with each one yeah. of them. <laughs> well, then she tells them, get out. But it's, it's really like a... Get out. Also, no hard feelings. I'm not going to hook up with your son. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about your charity. You'll get your money. mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not going to refute anything you put in that article, ladies. Uh, You know what? I'm the bigger person here. Good night. Right. She tells the little birth story right before she does that little pose. She says, yes. I was born, whatever, you you do it so well. It's, it really is. It's like, I was born Jennifer, blah, blah, blah. And I was born in Switzerland, and the doctor's name was Dr. Romero. Like, she knows everything. Mm-hmm. Because they even said, like, how do we know that you're not just lying yeah. about this? Mm-hmm. But she walks away, and they go down to the bar. And it's a, it's a crazy, like, harsh cut to some permed woman singing at a piano bar and it's her, her voice is not good no. and we cut to the three ladies sitting there and they say to the waiter can you tell her to stop singing, singing? yeah can you please or have her sing something else yes we're over this it. is such yeah. a drag uh-huh. and I listened through the whole scene the song never gets more upbeat no. it just stays as depressing no. as it was uh-uh. And they're sitting there, and they have such a laugh about their prostitute well, they, porn star daughter. They 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 rebond, they reconnect after this. Because don't forget, they were still when when they met up at Phoebe's apartment or Lily's yep. apartment. They were still angry with each other. They didn't want to be together, but now this whole thing right. has kind of re reunited them. And so yeah, they have a little laugh about the the porn porno queen that one of them has given birth to. But they realize that. 
they take it all in and they realize that she must be telling the truth. She is not trying to scam them or anything like right, that. Right, exactly. She knows yes. too much and she is. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do with Elizabeth now that she's here and she's this porn star actress that we all must love? And it's Judy, I think, that says, well, Elizabeth's real mother has to, yeah. has to do this on her own. Yeah, she's like, we out. can't do this group mother thing mm-hmm. anymore. Then, because I was ready for a cut to, you know, her meeting her real mom. No, we cut back to the piano playing woman. <laughs> and she's playing Deck the Halls. I don't know if you know this Oh, this and there's a all. group of people around her, right? There's a group of people. <laughs> no one knows the lyrics for Deck the Halls, too. Everybody's like, fa la 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 fa la 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 Like, it's so <laughs> weird. I was like... I don't. I think that's in public domain. Like you don't need to. Also, you're playing the music, but all these people are standing around, and I'm. I'm sure they were just told to be drunk or whatever. Nobody knows the lyrics. Mm. Everything is la la la. It's it's so great. It's weird. And also, I forgot that this movie opened with Christmas in New York shots. Like I kind of forgot that it was Christmas for some reason. Right. Lily, she's in bed. She gets a call from the front desk, Mm -hmm. and the guy's like, "Hey, your mother's here." What do you want me to do? Yeah. Phoebe Cage just standing up in that big feather, whatever the hell she's wearing, with her hands on her head. As you hear this kind of fun in the background going, uh, what do you want me to do? Um, should I like, uh, and she's just standing there with her hands on her head. It's so amazing. And finally she's like, no, just show her up. It's okay. Don't do it. It's all right. Yeah. No. But this is and, the moment. It's oh. it's her crazy acceptance of the moment that's about to be upon her. Is all this time, all these years, all yeah. of this this uh, hostility she brought upon these three women, and finally, finally, one of them is about to come clean. Yes, and she didn't. I don't even think that she knew she was going to feel this way. She's so emotional. She stands by the stairs and peers through the staircase. She sits on the steps <laughs> and looks through the spindles mm-hmm. like a little kid spying for Santa. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Again, I listen. I said she should have run Razzie. I'm taking it all back because this is such a bizarre. But amazing performance it by is. her. It is. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm going to say it right now. The, like, just sitting there staring through those things. Mm-hmm. Like, the one spindle has a little curl, so she makes sure to get her one eye like, <laughs> right, right up to the hole. It's so great. And then it's revealed that it's Judy. Judy was the mom. Of course it's Judy. Judy it's Judy and the banker's kid, right? Because it makes possibly having sex with your dad and possibly having sex with your, your stepbrother, stepbrother not mean anything anymore. No. So, of course, it has to be Judy. It really does drag on for a little bit, just the whole build-up to this. Oh, yeah, because we have a teary-eyed, slow-moving Phoebe. She doesn't move fast in for the hug. But she falls into her mother's arms. She collapses into her mother's arms, and they embrace. And you said you felt a little... I totally did. I totally did. This movie got me the way that only, I don't know, ESPN documentaries get me. (laughs) I don't know why that stuff does. But yeah, it really did work. I I felt it. Now, can can I make one small change that should have been made to this movie? Yeah. Because like I said, I knew very early on, or I felt like I knew early on that it was Judy. Mm. And the reason I thought it was Judy is because she named her stupid magazine Lace. Like, oh. I, like, 
So, but the, the, but it's a it's an easy correction to make because the other two, you know how people on like palatial uh, estates or people in the deep south like would name their property like a somebody's name. Oh right. Like Maxine should have named that house and that property like lace. Like oh. that would have been great if we saw a sign outside that said lace. But why was it something. lace that gave it away for you? Because she was looking for Lucinda Lace. Oh right. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 And, and and if 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 um if uh what's her name Pagan's Charity was called like, like yeah Lace so if, that would have been a nice yeah so if each of yeah. them had a like because yeah, that really was like when I found yeah, yeah like early on when it was like oh Judy's writing this these trashy novels and the the heroine's yes, name is Lucinda Lace, Lace. Yeah. and we just. Heard Phoebe Cates asking where Lucinda Lace is. I was like, "Wait, I think I thought this was supposed to be a mystery." So that's the one thing that gave it away for me. I would have right. liked if they just made that little change. Nice but now edit. we can talk about our final nice thoughts. Nice edit. On this movie. Well, what were yours? I really enjoyed this. Me like, too. I enjoyed this way more than I should have. Me too. I it was. I mean, that's why I watched part too right after it was an unexpected enjoyment to me it was like it was like what it was supposed to be this like drama miniseries where I was like yeah what is gonna happen next who and the overacting and the terrible accents all of it made it that much more fun to watch um and made it and I guess that's another thing is it was so um unrealistic that you knew you were diving head first into just yeah, no, it was it was a pleasure. It was a long journey, and so it was hard to say, do I recommend our listeners want... First of all, if our listeners want to watch it and haven't seen it, they have to buy it um, in DVD form and then have a DVD <laughs> player to watch it when. I want to recommend that you do do that, though, that you watch it, that you buy... Or if you have the opportunity to. Yes. It's this this movie is something where at some point I don't I don't remember when in my life I, I sort of realized this, but I once like watched an episode of a soap opera mm -hmm. and I sat there and I was like, This is not for me, but I totally understand why people would like this. Oh right, right. And that's what this felt like. But also I was like, Oh, I don't have to watch years and years of this to care about the characters. Like, I was like, this is a soap opera Absolutely. that goes on for four hours, mm -hmm. and I was totally into it. Yep. Like you said, the overacting, mm -hmm. just the fact that seasoned actors are just leaning into this and just being like, I'm going to gnaw the hell out of yeah. all this scenery here. This is cameras on me. I am going crazy. Yep. And you can see it with almost everybody in this movie. It's, yeah, it's really it's great. Michelle... This was fantastic. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. And I have to say, at first, I think we both were rolling our eyes at the amount of time we were going to have to spend on this. Very hesitant yeah. I was about the fact that we had a two two discs to yes. to dive into, and I breezed in it. I breezed right 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 along with it. It was it was like being on Lily's yacht yeah. and just. I think I think we can say this now, and I'm glad I did not keep the recording going. After I told you it was four hours long, because both of us were shocked by that <laughs> amount of time. Neither of us were looking forward to getting into this, but yeah, it was worth it. So yeah, thank you, Michelle. So that was I awesome. So that was great. So what right, what so recommendation do you have then? I watched this little horror movie. It's going to sound stupid. The movie's called Slacks with two X's. Oh. It's about 
a pair of killer jeans. Ooh, because they're slacks. I see. It sounds dumb, and it is dumb, but I was surprised watching it how not cheesy and not dumb it actually was. Like, they took the goofiest premise and tried to kind of play it straight at times. Okay. It's so much fun. And everybody should watch it. I think it's on like Shutter. It might be on Amazon Prime, but Slacks is definitely worth checking out. Slacks. It's, it's so stupid and awesome. All right, yes. silly stupid yeah. Slacks. I'll take it. Yeah, well, killer pants and most of it. Oh, I do have to say this: with something about killer pants, there's very little CGI in this movie. Somehow they were able to do a lot of this stuff with practical effects, uh-huh. like making pants look like they're walking around and killing people and. It did not look CGI to me, which is crazy. And you're saying this was good. You liked it. I am. Yeah, I am. Again, I don't want to talk about it too much because it sounds... (laughs) Okay, no, that's fine. I'm going to take your word for it, though, with Slacks, I think. Maybe if I come across it. Um, Did you watch it on the Netflix? Was it a Netflix one? Uh, It was on Shudder. Oh, okay. Which is a... It's like a horror thing you have to pay for so all right so slacks if people have that check it out yeah check out the slacks all right i know we said we were going to keep our recommendations but they didn't have to relate necessarily to the movie but since we were so in phoebe cates's world i couldn't help but recommend my favorite phoebe cates movie i know princess kataboo it's also the movie in which she closed out her career well i think she did another Yeah. She did one more. She did party. The anniversary party. Anniversary party in 2001 because her friend like directed it or whatever. But yes, like that was it. And and we're never going to talk about it because it's what? 94. No. uh, Yeah. 94. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's a great it's a great Phoebe Cates vehicle. And again, she's got. I would like to watch it now and compare, knowing that this was a performance that she did and compare to her princess, because she plays a foreign princess, in, well, of pretending to be a foreign princess, if you know anything. It's based on a true story of a princess Kataboo. Um, you like to think that it's just sort of the same story? Yeah. Like, just well, well, it's like pr- this It's is... this, but without the prostitution, I think, or without... Oh, okay. All right, pretty much. Okay, yeah. great. No, I know it's a favorite of yours. Um... I should get it for you because I know a Blu-ray was put out and I'm sure it's fantastic. So, all right. Well, look for that. All right. Your birthday, one year from now. I will. (laughs) So, uh, thank you again, Michelle. Yes, Michelle. So much fun. I really appreciate it. first two-part episode, the longest movie we've ever watched. Uh, And I'm not saying I'm challenging myself or anybody else, but I think this is probably going to stand as the longest movie for quite a while. I agree. I agree. So I thought we could, as a palate cleanser, let's say, Mm -hmm. you know, we just watched a four-hour movie. So, Jamie, how would you like to watch a movie that isn't even an hour and a half? Wow. What is this? That might be nice. Uh, Our next episode will come out after Earth Day, and it comes out on Arbor Day. Oh. So I thought we could watch a movie called The Forest. Yay. Hold on. Sorry. Let me say that again. Jamie, we're going to watch a movie called... The Forest. Because it's a horror movie called The Forest. I love it. Let's go chopping wood. Chopping wood and chopping up teenagers or whatever. I think it's a slasher movie. I saw a really, or I found a really bad uh, rip of it on YouTube. It looked really grainy and terrible. But you know what? We're coming in at like 80 minutes, and I think it's just sort of. That's the right reason. The exact opposite of (laughs) 
what we just watched. I'm excited. Yeah, so we will see you folks in one week. That's not one far week away. from today. Yeah. When we watch The Forest, remember we're on Patreon, all that stuff. You know what? We talked about Patreon, I think, in here since we mentioned I that. I think that Michelle's was in on part Patreon. one. So yeah. Okay. No, oh, so yeah, no matter, you're right. Who, uh-huh. watched, who listens to part two without listening to part one? Anyway, everybody, we will see you again in one week. Again, one week. So until then, have a great week. She had an affair with some woman that... My dog's running around like an idiot. Get out of here! (laughs) I think he did.